Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. On today's show, we are going to recap the insane draft weekend that was for the Tennessee Titans. We're going to go moment by moment, beat by beat through the entire weekend, look at every single selection, every single trade, and do an in-depth breakdown on every single prospect, going over the entire 2022 NFL Draft for the Tennessee Titans on a Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a Monday NFL Draft Recap Edition of the Locked On Titans podcast and it is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're going to dive into the draft weekend again. We're going to go beat by beat, moment by moment, through the entire weekend, kind of just completely relive the process while going over every trade, every pick, every prospect. Before we get into it, do want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked On Titans podcast. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. You're going to find the Locked On Titans podcast everywhere and always free. That includes the Locked On Titans YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell so you know when all the content goes live. Throw a thumbs up on the video if you're watching on YouTube right now. You can follow me on social media at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter. You're going to want to catch all the film stuff that I'm going to be dropping there throughout the week on all these new prospects. You can follow the show on Facebook at Locked On Titans Pod. Again, I am your host. Tyler Rowland, been a Tennessee Titans fanatic for nearly 25 years. I'm a film junkie as well. Love diving into all the tape and breaking down not only all the biggest news and notes out of Nashville, but also looking at things from a schematic standpoint. And again, diving into the film to tell you guys exactly what is going on with the Tennessee Titans on a deeper level. But with all that being said, we got to get into the way that the draft started off. And of course, the Titans are sitting there. The draft is going. They're at pick 26. You're thinking the wide receivers are going off the board. The offensive linemen are going off the board. The Titans, are are, are they going to go quarterback? Are they, are they going to trade down? Can they trade down at this point with the way that the board has fallen? All of that. And then, boom, out of nowhere, the unexpected. A.J. Brown traded to the Philadelphia Eagles for pick 18 and pick 101. A.J. Brown gets a four-year, $100 million contract, $25 million per year, with about $60 million guaranteed. I think 57 is the exact amount. And Diana Rossini from ESPN, who has a great beat on the Tennessee Titans at all times. She's really got an in with the front office. She did an entire breakdown on Sunday morning of the A.J. Brown situation. And basically what it breaks down to out of uh, Diana's uh, article here is A.J. Brown cut off ties with the Titans uh, a couple weeks before the draft. He actually requested a trade, which was something new that we didn't learn over the weekend that Diana broke in this article. So AJ cut off communication with his position coach, cut off communication with the organization about a three weeks to a month out of the draft, requested a trade through his agent, which 
Debo Samuel has the same agent. We saw his publicly happen, but I guess AJ's trade request did happen, uh, but it, it was under wraps. Either way, the Titans felt it was time to make the move. The gap in the salary that AJ wanted was just way far away from what the Titans were willing to give. Uh, Diana did one of the interesting things in Diana's report here that I found fascinating was she said that she pointed out the Titans' effusive praise of A.J. Brown leading up to this trade, how Mike Vrabel talked about how he wouldn't be traded while he was the head coach. And John Robinson was very public about how they loved A.J., the man he's become, the father he's become, all that. And here's an exact quote from Diana's article. Quote, the Titans will never talk about their commitment to another player like this ever again. Maybe a good lesson for the entire league. End quote. So John Robinson told Diana, we made a mistake. We were too positive. We were too open about how we loved him, and that's how he treated us anyway. Guys, I think John Robinson probably should have ponied up the money, but you can obviously hear that AJ forced their hand. Uh, AJ made them make a decision before the draft, and with that decision, the Titans acquired the 18th pick in the NFL draft from the Eagles along with pick 101, and they decided to take AJ Brown 2.0, the guy that I thought was the top fit for the Titans, him and Trevor Penning. And it's Traylon Burks out of Arkansas again. The comparisons here for Traylon Burks are AJ Brown and Debo Samuel. That's how this guy plays. He's six foot three, 225 pounds. Got to keep that weight down. It was some issue to scouts. He's going to be an X wide receiver, the number one wide receiver on the line of scrimmage, beating press coverage. He can also play in the slot, which I think is what he's going to do early on for the Titans as he develops the other parts of the game. He could be a gadget player for you. In uh, Arkansas's offense, he was a schemed up player for a lot of his touches. They're throwing him uh, quick screens. They're letting him be wildcat quarterback. They're giving him handoffs on jet sweeps. They're throwing little bubble screens, little quick screens, doing things like that to get him, get the ball in his hands early because the reality here, he has incredible size at six foot three, 225. He has got a ton of power. He runs through people and it is hard to take him down. And to combine with that power and that size, he has speed. Okay, his 40 time wasn't electric. It wasn't fantastic. But go watch Traylon Burks' film. He is running away from SEC defensive backs. Okay, yeah, the speed doesn't look great in testing, but look at the speed out on the field. Also, he's got good body control, really good at adjusting to the ball if it's off target. He's got long arms, obviously good size on him, so he's got a good opportunity to go win catches over top of people. He's good, like I said, back shoulder fades, things like that. He's good at making adjustments to the ball, good body control, incredibly tough. He'll go over the middle. He'll do those slants over the top. He'll dig into the middle of the field. All the stuff that the Titans ask their wide receivers to do with that play-action pass. And, of course, this is going to be a theme. He went to a Power 5 school, and not only that, but the SEC was a dominant receiver in the best conference of football at the college level, period. Over a 1,000 yards last year. I mean, he's a freaking stud. No way around it. No, he's not as advanced as AJ in his route craft. He's got to work on the tempo of his routes. How to, you don't want to go full speed in your route the whole time. You use your speed and vary your speed to set up your defender. So setting up your defender, using your body tilt here and there, using route tempo. He's just got to improve his route craft overall. Didn't face a ton of press coverage because the amount of time he'd spent in the slot. He's shown the ability to get off press coverage pretty well and win down the sideline, but it's just something that you haven't seen him do a ton, so he's got to make sure of that. And then again, that schemed production, is he going to be able to win consistently in a normal route tree 
that's something that the Titans will have to develop. But uh, a great pick there at 18. The Titans then still have pick 26, but they decide to trade down, trade 26 and 101 for 35, 69, and 163. And that's the end of day one for the Titans. A shocking A.J. Brown trade, but a great pick of Traylon Burks. I put up a really awesome highlight reel of Burks on my Twitter account uh, over the weekend. Check that out at Tic Tac Titans. But we're going to talk about day two and the Titans made probably the biggest pick of the draft on day two. We're going to get into all of that in just a second. Before we do, do want to tell you guys about the title sponsor of today's show, BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info for all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball season. Check out BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs to esports and much more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and all the action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Titans fans, let's continue this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast as we go moment by moment and recap the draft weekend that was for the Tennessee Titans. Before we get into day two of the Titans draft, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Guys, I'm going to have a ton of draft content coming up throughout the week. We're going to do player deep dives. We're going to have some of the Locked On college hosts breaking down these prospects. I'm going to do some uh, I guess, a futuristic conversations about what all of these players mean for the Titans' future and how it spins forward for the Titans. We're also going to talk about their roles and how they fit. The Titans are signing undrafted free agents as well, so I'm going to compile that list and go over those players that the Titans have added. I mean, all kinds of content, Monday through Friday, all year round, here on the Locked On Titans podcast. Make sure you subscribe. It's your team every day. But moving into day two, the Titans made a crazy move, traded away A.J. Brown, Got Traylon Burks. Now they're staring down the barrel of day two of the NFL draft. The fan base is furious. People in the media are crushing the Titans, calling them big losers in the draft. And the Titans just said, okay. All right, it's unfortunate that we had to move on from A.J. Brown. Nobody, obviously nobody, wanted to do that. Mike Vrabel, the video of him being mad after it happened, Obviously, with all the public comments, the Titans didn't want to move on from A.J. Brown. Now, you could argue then they should have just paid him the money that he wanted. Was he worth it? That's a conversation I'm sure you guys will have in the comments. But the point here is the Titans knew that everyone was angry, but they had to just put their head down and add some good players to the team. And that's exactly what I think they did on day two, including probably the biggest pick of the draft. Day number two, get started. Titans have the third pick in the second round. They hold it. You're thinking wide receiver, offensive line. Will the Titans go quarterback here? There were connected rumors to Desmond Ritter. Going into day two, and hey, I'll eat my crow. I was wrong. I'm wrong sometimes. I'm right sometimes. And we're going to experience that here in this show. Sometimes I call stuff immediately, and I know exactly what the Titans are doing. I told you Harold Landry was going to be there. I called Adoree Jackson and... uh. Malcolm Butler both being cut. Okay? You know, hits and misses when you make predictions all the time. But it wasn't even my prediction. Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated, Monday morning quarterback, put out an article listing the teams that were interested on day two in Malik Willis. It was Seattle. 
It was Carolina. It was uh, Detroit, I think, was in there as well. Uh, Atlanta, maybe. No mention of the Titans. And there was another article connecting the Titans to Desmond Ritter. So you think, are they going to take Ritter? Are they going to take Christian Watson? The Packers traded up to 34 and took Christian Watson. So you're like, are they going to take Sky Moore, George Pickens, Bernard Raymond? I mean, where is this going to go? And then the Titans surprised us all with Roger McCreary, the cornerback out of Arkansas or out of Auburn. Six foot, about 190 pounds, not the biggest guy, not an absolute outside corner. Can play a little slot. I think he's going to primarily be in the slot in the NFL personally. He thinks he has inside outside versatility, but either way, a scrappy corner out of Auburn. Physical, and here's the thing. Here's what really matters. Roger McCreary plays press man. Okay? Mike Vrabel said it in the press conference. He gives us the ability to play even more man. Yeah, you want to mix in zone. But the Titans want to play man coverage. That's what Mike Vrabel believes in on defense. Man coverage with four-man pressure. That's how you create turnovers with robbers and deep safeties over the middle and man coverage on the four uh, eligible receivers, a linebacker on a running back, and then you're bringing four and maybe even five. That's what Mike Vrabel believes in philosophically on defense. And by God, Roger McCreary, man, press man cover, physical, not afraid at all of any wide receiver. He went up against Jamar Chase. He went up against the guys from Alabama this year, Jamison Williams and John Mechie. I mean, go look at the Iron Bowl. I'm going to be breaking this down over the week. Go look at the Iron Bowl. And we're going to have Zach Blackerby on from the Locked On Auburn podcast. And he is effusive in his praise of Roger McCreary. Called him the best cornerback in college football last year. Now, it was a surprise. No doubt about it. But he fits perfectly in the scheme. And we'll talk more about his role throughout the week. But I think he fits perfectly into the Titans' dime defense and a potential uh, starting slot corner going forward, depending on how people's roles get moved around. But Roger McCreary, a surprise, but a really, really good player at a position you can never have too many resources. Then you get Ohio State's Nicholas Petit-Ferrer at 69. Nice, nice pick there. 6'5", 310. He's a versatile offensive lineman. He's played left tackle. He's played right tackle. And based on what I heard in the press conference, the Titans view him as a tackle. He could kick inside and play a little inside, but the Titans view him as a tackle, in my opinion. He's got incredibly quick feet. I mean, the way his feet bounce around and move around, it is impressive for a man his size. And with that quick feet, uh, with that quickness in his feet, good line of scrimmage burst, getting off the ball when it's snapped. He's great at the things the Titans need in their offense. Combo blocks, where you start as a double team and then you climb up to the second level. Get to that second level when he's great at executing against linebackers. He uses that quick feet and that balance to break down and make good blocks at the second level against faster, more agile players. He's got good balance there as well. And reach blocks, which is something that's important. Think if he has a defensive end or a defensive tackle over his inside shoulder, on the back side of a run, he's got to get in front of that person's face and cut him off from the run going play side. He showed a great ability to do that. So the schematic things that the Titans do on the offensive line, it looks like Petit Ferrer has shown the Titans organization that he can do all of that at a high level. I would expect him to maybe even compete for starting right tackle, but to be a long-term left tackle or a right tackle for the Titans. I think Nicholas Petit-Ferrer could be the long-term right tackle with Dylan Radins as the long-term left tackle or flip-flop. I think that might be your tackle pair of the future for the Titans. And then it came. The last pick of day two. 
the biggest pick of the NFL draft. A guy who could go at number two. A guy who could go at number uh, six. A guy who could have gone at number nine. A guy who could have gone top 20. A guy who could have gone 32, 35, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s. No. One of the most dynamic players. One of the most purely talented people in this entire draft class. Drops to number 86. And the Titans take no chances. They got picked 90. They say we're taking pick 90 and pick 169. Nice. And we're moving up to 86 to leave no doubt and leave no chance. And yeah, I get it. You guys would be in the comments. Well, they could have picked him all the way up. So it's not like they believed in him that much. But the value was there. And they're like, okay, he's the top player on our board by far. We're not going to risk it anymore. We're hopping up. We're getting him. Malik Willis, quarterback, out of Liberty. Cannon arm. Dynamic mobility. He's got great touch on his deep ball down the sideline. Playmaking second reaction mobility in the pocket to extend plays, find guys down the field. I mean, just elite playmaking traits. He's great as a runner as well. There are scouts that will say he would have been drafted into the NFL as a pure running back if that's what he wanted to do. I mean, this. So if everybody hates all the quarterbacks in this draft class and none of. The only one worth taking, then, is the one with high elite upside traits. Dynamic mobility. Running ability. Cannon arm. Playmaking second reaction, Sandlot style. If you can hone in the field vision, he's got to get better at reading the field and knowing where the ball needs to go. His post-snap reads. The college offense was really dependent on pre-snap reads. Yeah, he's got to get better with his ball placement, and I think that'll come from mechanics and understanding of where people are going to be. He does have the tendency to hold the ball too long because he wants to make plays. He wants to run around and keep the play alive. He's got to hone that in in the NFL where the athleticism and the people chasing him are going to be on a totally different level. He's got to learn to check the ball down. You don't always have to hit the home run. But when you're a guy like Malik Willis, who's been hitting home runs and batting uh, cleanup every single day of your athletic life, it's hard to tell yourself not to do what you've been doing forever. So that's why. It's perfect. He gets the redshirt year. There is no pressure on Malik Willis to start this year. Tannehill is clearly entrenched as the starter. There's no debate. There's no controversy. So... It's ideal. Not only does he not have to play in year one, there's no pressure at all to do that. Home run pick to get Malik Willis at 86. What a way to cap off day two. John Robinson. What a way to totally redeem yourself. I mean, it it turned the draft around because the Malik Willis pick made it clear that this draft, was about 2023's offense. And those picks continued on day three. And we're going to get into day three. That's the end of the trades. That's the end of the crazy headline picks. But boy, did the Titans do a great job on day three. And I'm going to break it all down for you guys before we get into it. Do want to tell you about the best tasting protein bar in the galaxy from our friends over at Built Bar. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar. You get All of the health benefits of a protein bar. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. But you get all the upside of the taste of a candy bar. I'm not kidding you. Some of the Built Bars taste much better than candy bars that I've had in my life. 
some of the flavors that I like are the salt, the caramel, the peanut butter brownie. I love the white chocolate cheesecake, man. I love white chocolate. All the bars cover in 100% real chocolate. They have crunch bars, which are crunchy. They have puff bars, which have like a marshmallowy consistency in the middle. I would pick up a variety pack. There's going to be something for everybody in there, and you might love every single flavor, and it gives you the ability to try a bunch of them because they are just absolutely dynamite. I've never had anybody buy Built Bars and come to me and say that I led them astray. Period. Haven't. They're delicious. Even all the hosts, we argue about which flavors are the best because they're all so delicious. So make sure you go to Built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T. B-U-I-L-T. Yep, there we go. There's the world. B-U-I-L-T dot com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Titans fans, we're going to cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We've gone through day one, day two of the draft. We talked about the A.J. Brown trade and the new report on that. Talked about Traylon Burks, Roger McCreary, Nicholas petit Ferrer. Talked about Malik Willis, of course. But again, I am enthralled with John Robinson's day three picks. I think they're amazing. I love them. The value, the fit. I mean, it is it is a great a great day three from John Robinson. No way around. I think there's going to be a couple of hits in here who really do give the Titans quite a bit. Before we get into day three, though, do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked On NFL podcast. The schedule may be dark. But the NFL never stops. Neither does the Locked On NFL podcast. You're going to get insights and opinion from all of the Locked On hosts. Not only Ross Jackson, Chris Carter, Tony Wiggins, but your boy. I host the Thursday show of the Locked On NFL podcast with my guy Alex Clancy. Breaking down all of the biggest NFL news. You get your Titans news here with me. Now get your national NFL news with the Locked On NFL podcast. There's no offseason for real fans. So make sure that you're subscribed to the Locked On NFL podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. But let's dive into day three. 131 comes up. And I know if you're like me, I'm thinking, John, um, I like the way you redeemed yourself in, in day two. Some good picks. Where's the interior offensive line? And better yet, Where's the safety or safety? I'm out of my mind. See, I'm I'm that's a Freudian slip for me because I've been so concerned about safety. We'll get there. Where's the wide receiver? Where's the tight end? Where's the interior offensive line? You know, the three positions that were the biggest needs on the team coming into the draft. Fair questions, I think. Well, J Rob said, uh, to hell with you and your once, ladies and gentlemen, because at 131. He went with Hassan Haskins, the running back out of Michigan, six foot one, 230 pounds. He is a bruiser. And if you guys have been listening to the show for any amount of time during our NFL draft preview series, where I went over 150 NFL prospects at every single position, uh, we talked about Haskins, and I said all along that the Titans don't need another scat back. They don't need a Darrington Evans replacement. You got Dontrell Hilliard, and you got Trenton Cannon to battle it out for that. 
What the Titans need is someone who can spell Derrick Henry, take about five to eight carries off his plate every single game so that Henry isn't taking 30 carries a game for the first nine games of the year and breaking his foot. Okay? Who could carry the ball in between the tackles, get downhill, get good yards? Hassan Haskins. Physical. Always falling forward. Runs with tremendous physicality and toughness. Never wants to go down. Uh, he's got good balance as well to take contact going through the tackles. That's really important when you're running up the middle that you don't get knocked off your balance as you go through the hole. So good contact balance as well for Haskins. No fumbles in his college career. Ball security out of Paramount. And with backup running back, as we saw for the Titans last year, with Foreman and Hilliard, <coughs> makes me cough. I get so upset. Ball security is key when you take Derrick Henry off the field, okay? Titans got beat in multiple games last year because Hilliard or Foreman fumbled or both. Think of that Patriots game. Ran for 207 yards and lost. Shut back up. Give me a Oh, my God. So Haskins doesn't fumble. And not only that, but he's reliable in pass protection and played 278 snaps on coverage on special teams. Mike Vrabel is going wild. He plays special teams. He pass protects. He's physical and doesn't fumble. This is a Titan. This is a Titan. And he's an awesome dude, man. Listen to his uh, his introduction video. He seems like a good dude for sure. Next, though. I'm going to try to stay calm. I'm going to try to stay calm while we do this. One time for the one time. I told y'all. I told y'all. I told the world on the live NFL show for Locked On. I told everyone that would listen, Chig Okonkwo, Maryland, tight end, six foot two, 240 pounds, Jonu Smith 2.0, and Jonu coming out of college. Don't think about Jonu in year four before he gets paid $12 million from the Patriots. Chig is not fourth year Jonu. He's first year Jonu with the ability to get better. Still. I mean, just a stacked frame. I mean, he is a beefcake, man. Swole. Just a monster physique. Incredible straight line speed. He had the fastest 40 time of any tight end in the class. Good and efficient in his in-and-out breaks, which in-and-out routes are so important in the Titans offense with the play action. Good at sinking his hips to get back to the ball and comeback routes. He's got really good hands. That's one difference between him and John. He's got much better hands than John who Smith had coming out of college. He's not afraid to catch the ball in traffic, and that's important when you're going down the seam and as a tight end in the red zone. And he's got good pop when he blocks. Now, he does have short arms, which means it's harder for him to sustain blocks. Uh, guys can get off him quickly because he's got short arms. So he needs to develop his strength. Uh, he needs to be able to sustain blocks at the next level, but that will come with strength and mass because he is a little smaller, a little skinnier, not quite a full-time tight end yet, but he can really help the Titans on second-down situations and third-down situations, in my opinion. He has an underneath route tree right now. He doesn't have a deep route tree. He hasn't run any vertical routes or at least not a ton in college, so you kind of got to develop that route. And We talked about route craft when we talked about Traylon Burks, but it's a whole different level. When we're talking about Chig, he's really got to understand uh, when to sit down in zones, when to throttle it down speed-wise, how to set up defenders, his route tempo, all those things. He's really got some work to do uh, from that perspective. He pretty much is a one-speed-all-the-time type of player. So he'll work on that. Those are all just technical things to work on. I love the next pick, too. But the point is, I may have got the Malik Willis thing completely wrong and the A.J. Brown trade thing completely wrong, but I feel like 
I got bamboozled just as much as the Titans organization got bamboozled on that one. I don't feel bad about getting that wrong. Mike Vrabel said he'll never get traded as long as I'm coach. What do you think that means? So, I got bamboozled. It's not fair. But anyway, Kyle Phillips, wide receiver out of UCLA, pick 163. He is like an Adam Humphreys-type slot receiver. Uh, he's a, he's great with his footwork at the line of scrimmage and his releases. Really quick feet to move around, and that's going to be something super important for that type of player. He does create good separation, though, man. That's what he is. He gets open, and he catches the ball. He's got good short area shake. No, he's not this big wiggly guy who's going to freaking – uh, make everybody miss, but he's got good short shake to get efficient yards after catch. That's what I would say. He gets smart yards after catch. He's not a demon. He's not going to break a bunch of tackles and things like that. He can break some tackles. He's a physical guy. He runs hard, but, you know, he's just not Traylon, obviously, or Chig, you know. But anyway, good body control. He's good at adjusting to catches. Smart, instinctive player. Yes, he's got short arms. Yes, he's a smaller player at 5'11". There are some drops there. He's not an explosive yards after catch guy. Doesn't have great straight line speed. And he's probably not going to win in contested catch situations. But you guys know the type of player that we're describing here. And we know what kind of value that kind of guy can have to the offense. I expect Kyle Phillips to kind of take some of Anthony Ferkser's role last year for the Titans. Next, in the sixth round, final two picks, 204. The Titans select the hometown kid from Nashville, from the University of Tennessee, Theo Jackson, I'm calling him a defensive back. Some people think he's going to be a safety at the next level. Uh, obviously, he played some corner in college, but he played the star position at Tennessee, which is kind of like a, a safety cornerback hybrid who plays over the slot, can be kind of a linebacker because of their fix physicality. He's six foot, 200 pounds, versatile defensive back. He's physical. He's a film junkie, so that'll be important with his limited physical tools. He's a smart player because of the film. He's a, a willing and reliable tacker. He's gonna uh, tackler. He's gonna have special teams value. No, he's not a super athletic guy. No, he doesn't have elite size. But sometimes these hard workers who really study and really pay attention to their craft find a way to carve out a role in the NFL. And I think as a third safety and potentially a Dane Crookshank role replacer. And a special teams guy. I think Theo Jackson could carve out a role on the Titans for sure and maybe progress into a, a third down option for them if Elijah Molden eventually in 2023 takes over for Monty Hooker. Roger McCreary slides into the Elijah Molden role as the slot cornerback. And then you have a guy like Theo Jackson come on and play that Dan Crookshank role in 2023. The last one was Chance Campbell, a linebacker, six foot two, 230 pounds. Uh, he was out of Ole Miss instinctive and physical. Guys, you know this type of linebacker. Not a great athlete, not great length, but he's physical, he's instinctive, he's smart. He's going to be a special teams option for the Titans, and he's going to bat battle Dylan Cole for that fourth linebacker spot. So uh, Chance Campbell rounds it out for the Titans. That's all of it. Trade for AJ Brown, or trade away AJ Brown. Get Traylon Burks. Get Roger McCreary, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer, Malik Willis, Hassan Haskins, Chigakonkwo, Kyle Phillips, Theo Jackson, and Chance Campbell. A changing of the guard. The Titans looking to 2023 for the offense and some depth at other places. Love this draft. I'm going to go over grades for every pick and then my grade overall on tomorrow's show. We're also going to have prospect breakdowns, going to get the Locked On hosts on here to break down some of these prospects from the college ranks. I mean, a ton of great content coming up for you guys. One thing I do want to point out here is, to kind of cap everything off, Arkansas, Auburn, Ohio State, 
Yeah, Liberty, right? I know, but that's Malik. That's different. He's got power five talent. But then Michigan, Maryland, UCLA, Tennessee, Ole Miss. I mean, what? That's like four guys out of the SEC, eight out of the nine, uh, power five conferences, major college football conferences. John Robinson's not playing around with any more Dylan Radins. He's not. No, he's like, okay. I'm I'm getting these big boys who played big time college football. I'm banking on them. Big Ten, ACC, or no, Big Ten, Pac-12, SEC, big time college football. I'm with you, J. Rob. So a crazy weekend for the Titans. It's going to be a great week of content here on the Locked On Titans podcast. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titans.